nervous, tense, worried, afraid. It is quite normal. Feeling such discomfort does not necessarily mean you suffer from an anxiety disorder as normal feelings of apprehension are not the same as anxiety. Hello beautiful people, in this session we are going to discuss about different aspects of anxiety and how to get out of it. Watch and listen till the end so that you don't miss a single issue that can help you out. Right you are. So let's start. Chapter 1. The most asked question was, how common is anxiety? One of the major features of an anxiety disorder is the feeling of a nonspecific discomfort that can occur without a real reason. The World Health Organization projects that anxiety disorders will become the second most common cause of disability worldwide by 2020. Around 275 million people suffered from anxiety disorders in 2016 globally. Nopanic.org states that 7.8% of the British population suffer from some form of anxiety or depression. That's roughly one in every 13 people in the UK. Females are twice as likely to experience generalized anxiety disorder than males. Second chapter. Different types of anxiety disorders. Anxiety refers to a spectrum of mental health disorders. The most common forms of anxiety include generalized anxiety disorder, social anxiety disorder, panic disorder, phobias, obsessive-compulsive disorder and post-traumatic stress disorder. Now let me enlighten you about the overview of these symptoms of anxiety. Anxiety symptoms may be severe to the extent where they affect our emotions, thinking, and ability to perform day-to-day -day tasks. Also anxiety can manifest through physical symptoms. If your emotional, cognitive and behavioral reactions are out of proportion with what is normally expected in a given situation, chances are you may be experiencing anxiety. Some of the most common emotional and cognitive symptoms of anxiety include extreme worry and fear, feeling agitated and irritated, fatigue, a generalized fear of pending trouble, feeling a loss of control, attention and focus difficulties or a tendency to avoid situations or people that trigger anxiety. At the same time you may be experiencing a variety of physical symptoms. Some of the most common physical symptoms of anxiety are dizziness, nausea, sleep problems, headaches, chest pain, stomach aches, legs and arms numbness, increased heart rate, feeling constantly worn out, shortness of breath and sweat. Chapter 3. Anxiety causes and risk factors. Research shows that many different factors or a combination of these can cause anxiety. Factors that may trigger anxiety include genetics, environmental factors, brain changes, other medical conditions and a person's own thinking patterns. Genetics. In a way, anxiety runs in the family. This mental health condition is more common in people whose blood relatives also have anxiety. Environmental factors play a vital role as studies show that ongoing day-to-day -day stress can significantly contribute to anxiety disorders. Other serious underlying medical conditions can cause anxiety disorder. Brain changes affects too. Research shows that in some cases anxiety may result from changes in the brain structure and function as well as from disturbances of hormones that occur as a reaction to stressful or traumatic life events. Distorted thinking patterns, the internal factor of anxiety disorder. The above were all external factors on anxiety but anxiety symptoms often also develop internally as a result of a person's insecurity, low self-esteem, self-criticism and negative thinking patterns. Nine. Ten. 
The final chapter is about anxiety treatment. While it is not a life-threatening condition, anxiety can be very unpleasant and it can severely interfere with our everyday life. However anxiety disorders are also highly treatable. The most effective treatments for anxiety are cognitive behavioral therapy, exposure therapy, and eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Cognitive behavioral therapy. There is much scientific evidence that proves the effectiveness of cognitive behavioral therapy in treating anxiety. CBT is a short-term and goal-oriented therapy with a focus on specific problems. It has proven to be successful in helping people with anxiety by changing their dysfunctional thought patterns and behaviors. Exposure therapy. This form of therapy is effective for obsessive-compulsive disorder and phobias. During therapeutic sessions, a person is gradually exposed to a situation or object that triggers fear. By the end of the treatment, the person learns to become less sensitive to a feared object or situation. Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. EMDR is an approach based on cognitive behavioral therapy. It was originally developed as a treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder. However EMDR has lately been used to treat a wide spectrum of mental health issues such as generalized anxiety disorder, phobias, panic attacks and other mental health conditions. Self-help strategies and lifestyle changes. The first step in overcoming anxiety is understanding what you are dealing with. To effectively manage anxiety you need to understand what is causing it. Learn to recognize the circumstances or people that usually cause feelings of discomfort. Set clear personal boundaries, learn to assertively express your needs and feelings and make positive shifts in your lifestyle. Practice mindfulness meditation and relaxation techniques such as deep breathing. Studies show that mindfulness can ease anxiety symptoms, boost your optimism and improve your self-esteem. Also relaxation techniques like deep breathing or tightening and relaxing your body muscles can help you feel relaxed and composed. There is also research to show that social media can affect your mental health and increase feelings of anxiety. Try to limit your time on social media. End note. Try to limit your time on apps like Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat and so on. In our next session we will discuss about the effects of social media and how much it can affect your mental health and increase feelings of anxiety. Till then stay safe. Signing off. Oh ho. I forgot to remind you all that please take care of yourself and maintain social distance to keep the COVID-19 curve down. Remember, survival is nothing, but a choice nowadays. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, WhatsApp. Surveys show that almost 3 billion people use them every day. Hello beautiful people, this is Demon and you are listening to Crying Soul. Gentlemen we have had a discussion in our earlier podcast about anxiety disorder. If you haven't heard that yet, we request you to listen to that episode. Today we will talk about the effects of social media, and the possible ways out to get rid of anxiety disorders caused by it. It's rare to meet a person today who doesn't use Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, WhatsApp or similar apps. Surveys show that almost 3 billion people use them every day. These applications are fun, useful and informative. They help us connect with friends, stay in the loop with the latest updates, learn share, and entertain ourselves. It seems as if we are never alone as long as we have our smartphones or laptops with us. However, research shows that social media can affect your mental health, triggering feelings of loneliness, inadequacy, anxiety or depression. One study found that people who use social media excessively tend to experience frequent mood swings, neglect their personal life, and withdraw from real-life social interactions. 
recognizing how and why you use social media and how you feel about it may help you balance your needs and stay mentally fit. Chapter 1. Social Media and Loneliness. We live in the age of social media and filtered reality. While you may feel like socializing with a lot of people while online, studies suggest that social media use actually leads to feelings of social isolation. A recent study showed the epidemic of loneliness among young adults in the United States. The results indicate that young people 18 to 24 years old struggle with extreme loneliness and isolation. Namely, 49% of them say they sometimes or always feel alone while 43% feel their relationships are not meaningful. Remember, a large number of friends or followers on social media doesn't mean a richer social life. Research shows that it takes an actual social interaction, rather than a virtual one, to keep up our relationships. It seems that the false impression of a connection that we get from social media increases our feelings of loneliness and isolation. While willing to share the intimate details of our lives online, we often forget how to have a meaningful conversation with a family member, friend on campus or colleague at work. Chapter 2. Social Media and Self-Esteem. There is an ongoing pressure to filter every aspect of your life, at the same time comparing your own with other people's lives that often seem better, prettier and happier. A constant need to compare ourselves with others may lead to feelings of profound isolation, anxiety, dissatisfaction and depression. A study on 1,500 people found that 60% of them who use social media perceive its negative effects on their self-esteem, causing them to feel inadequate and imperfect. Also the gap between how we present ourselves online and who we really are can cause feelings of depression, loneliness, irritation and low self-esteem. Chapter 3. Social Media, Anxiety and Depression. Media multitasking is associated with higher depression and social anxiety symptoms among university students, another study shows. Also a study published in Computers and Human Behavior found that people who use three or more use social media platforms are three times as likely as people using up to two platforms to develop general anxiety symptoms such as feelings of apprehension, difficulties concentrating and sleep troubles. Additionally, the artificial lighting on your devices can inhibit the body's production of melatonin, a hormone that helps you fall asleep. Chapter 4. How to Balance Social Media. The first move. Take breaks. To successfully balance the use of social media, you need to learn to take healthy breaks from it. Start by reflecting on how much time do you spend following someone, getting lost in the feed or looking at other people's posts that bring you down. For example, you can practice taking a break from your phone 15 minutes in the morning when you start your day or right before bed. Even if you don't feel like you have the problem with the internet overuse, taking breaks from your devices can be healthy and positive. Step number two. Practice mindfulness. Most social apps are designated to have an endless feed that keeps you scrolling down infinitely and mindlessly. So try the opposite and learn mindfulness. Mindfulness is a skill that empowers you to focus on the present without trying to interpret or self-judge. In other words mindfulness allows you to notice what's going on while you spend time on social media. For example, try reflecting on why you are on your phone or what motivates you to keep scrolling through the feed. Action needed. Set the boundaries. It is important that you use social media responsibly and thoughtfully. In other words pay attention to the ways in which you share your thoughts, feelings, posts and photos online and be mindful of the content you share. Much like in the real world we need to set healthy boundaries between ourselves and others on the internet as well. These boundaries will help you feel safe and comfortable. For example if you're sharing your opinion about something that happened at the university be mindful of how do you feel about sharing it, who will see it, what kind of reactions it may bring about and how those would make you feel. The same goes for sharing your pictures and emotional states. No one can deny that social media has brought numerous advantages to our lives. So we can't consider it generally a bad thing. However, research and everyday experience show us that social media has the power to affect our mental health and interpersonal relationships if we don't find a healthy way to balance it. 
That's all for today. Hope you start balancing for a better lifestyle. Please leave your valuable comments on what you feel and what more you all like me to discuss in the next episode. Signing out. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, WhatsApp. Surveys show that almost 3 billion people use them every day. Hello beautiful people, this is Demon and you are listening to Crying Soul. Gentlemen we have had a discussion in our earlier podcast about anxiety disorder. If you haven't heard that yet, we request you to listen to that episode. Today we will talk about the effects of social media, and the possible ways out to get rid of anxiety disorders caused by it. It's rare to meet a person today who doesn't use Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, WhatsApp or similar apps. Surveys show that almost 3 billion people use them every day. These applications are fun, useful and informative. They help us connect with friends, stay in the loop with the latest updates, learn share, and entertain ourselves. It seems as if we are never alone as long as we have our smartphones or laptops with us. However, research shows that social media can affect your mental health, triggering feelings of loneliness, inadequacy, anxiety or depression. One study found that people who use social media excessively tend to experience frequent mood swings, neglect their personal life, and withdraw from real-life social interactions. Recognizing how and why you use social media and how you feel about it may help you balance your needs and stay mentally fit. Chapter 1. Social Media and Loneliness. We live in the age of social media and filtered reality. While you may feel like socializing with a lot of people while online, studies suggest that social media use actually leads to feelings of social isolation. A recent study showed the epidemic of loneliness among young adults in the United States. The results indicate that young people 18 to 24 years old struggle with extreme loneliness and isolation. Namely, 49% of them say they sometimes or always feel alone while 43% feel their relationships are not meaningful. Remember, a large number of friends or followers on social media doesn't mean a richer social life. Research shows that it takes an actual social interaction, rather than a virtual one, to keep up our relationships. It seems that the false impression of a connection that we get from social media increases our feelings of loneliness and isolation. While willing to share the intimate details of our lives online, we often forget how to have a meaningful conversation with a family member, friend on campus or colleague at work. Chapter 2. Social Media and Self-Esteem. There is an ongoing pressure to filter every aspect of your life, at the same time comparing your own with other people's lives that often seem better, prettier and happier. A constant need to compare ourselves with others may lead to feelings of profound isolation, anxiety, dissatisfaction and depression. A study on 1,500 people found that 60% of them who use social media perceive its negative effects on their self-esteem, causing them to feel inadequate and imperfect. Also the gap between how we present ourselves online and who we really are can cause feelings of depression, loneliness, irritation and low self-esteem. Chapter 3. Social Media, Anxiety and Depression. Media multitasking is associated with higher depression and social anxiety symptoms among university students, another study shows. Also a study published in Computers and Human Behavior found that people who use three or more use social media platforms are three times as likely as people using up to two platforms to develop general anxiety symptoms such as feelings of apprehension, difficulties concentrating and sleep troubles. Additionally, the artificial lighting on your devices can inhibit the body's production of melatonin, a hormone that helps you fall asleep. Chapter 4. How to Balance Social Media. The first move. Take breaks. To successfully balance the use of social media, you need to learn to take healthy breaks from it. Start by reflecting on how much time do you spend following someone, getting lost in the feed or looking at other people's posts that bring you down. For example, you can practice taking a break from your phone 15 minutes in the morning when you start your day or right before bed. 
Even if you don't feel like you have the problem with the internet overuse, taking breaks from your devices can be healthy and positive. Step number two. Practice mindfulness. Most social apps are designated to have an endless feed that keeps you scrolling down infinitely and mindlessly. So try the opposite and learn mindfulness. Mindfulness is a skill that empowers you to focus on the present without trying to interpret or self-judge. In other words mindfulness allows you to notice what's going on while you spend time on social media. For example, try reflecting on why you are on your phone or what motivates you to keep scrolling through the feed. Action needed. Set the boundaries. It is important that you use social media responsibly and thoughtfully. In other words pay attention to the ways in which you share your thoughts, feelings, posts and photos online and be mindful of the content you share. Much like in the real world we need to set healthy boundaries between ourselves and others on the internet as well. These boundaries will help you feel safe and comfortable. For example if you're sharing your opinion about something that happened at the university be mindful of how do you feel about sharing it, who will see it, what kind of reactions it may bring about and how those would make you feel. The same goes for sharing your pictures and emotional states. No one can deny that social media has brought numerous advantages to our lives. So we can't consider it generally a bad thing. However, research and everyday experience show us that social media has the power to affect our mental health and interpersonal relationships if we don't find a healthy way to balance it. That's all for today. Hope you start balancing for a better lifestyle. Please leave your valuable comments on what you feel and what more you all like me to discuss in the next episode. Signing out.